everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 492. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And Ichigo Gami is out tonight. She's working on some commissions, but she's probably chilling in the background, working on commissions. She might pop up in the chat. So if you see her, say hi and show her some love and support by going over to her stream at twitch.tv slash doll. I believe she streams Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern. So if I got that correct, I think I deserve a penny on that one. So anywho, how is everybody doing tonight? Uh tired but not bad <sighs> same old same old y- y- y'all know me so you know how it goes so and i just realized i forgot to update the title for the week so i'm doing that real quick and that should be done and done it's a little bit too small but i'll deal with that in a little bit so anywho uh we are live tonight week of March 30th, 2021, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us here every Tuesday night from 9.30 to 11 here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And don't forget, we are also part of the Voice of Geeks Network. So you can check them out at vognetwork.com as well as Twitch TV slash vognetwork. They kick things off Sundays at 8 p.m. with the Bobby Blackwolf Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9 also, don't forget, you can f- interact with us on Discord. Uh, Vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel. So come by, hang out, post some news, and interact and have a little bit of fun with us. And we should be opening the pool real soon. And I just heard the sound Memorial of Day, most likely, unless it rains. Well, interesting enough that you bring up Memorial Day. Around that time, we hit episode 500. Nice. 500 episodes and nobody ended up in, well, someone did end up in the hospital. 500 episodes later and we're alive for the most part. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. So you know. Yeah, I was about to say, I think 500 episodes in, I think we've all ended up in the hospital at least once. For various reasons. Some more recently than others. <laughs> I ha- For as long as we have done this show, I have not ended up in the hospital. Lucky you. I, I guess. I guess. But is it really luck, though? Just saying. Is it, though? <sighs> Anywho. Um, we're going to... Um, how was your week? How was your day? Karamakari-chan, that will never happen. <laughs> Ever. It's an impossibility... And as much as I have tried, it's just not going to happen. And trust me, I've tried. Okay, so if you're wondering what Mako-chan is talking about, Kuro Hikari-chan says, 500 episodes and they still haven't shut me up. Um, I'm like one of the hosts. I mean, if y'all want to run an episode without me and I can just sit here and just drink my water... We could we could gladly do that experiment. I'm I'm curious about that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why it would never happen. Well, so speaking of trying to shut you up 
and that's a really weird segue. Um, <laughs> my memories came up on Facebook, and one of the very first pictures for that memory was Ranma with three bowls of ramen in front of him. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is about that time. This is usually... Yeah, Zenkai Khan. Yeah! And we thought that ramen place was kind of butt, was kind of broke ass. No, it wasn't that it was broke ass. Yeah. I, I you know, I mean, look. It was, I like my I like ramen. I enjoy it. I no matter where I travel, I try to try ramen wherever I can. Evidently, this ramen place near the con got a massive influx of weebs, and they had to dilute the broth. And I was just the noodles were great, but the broth simply sucked, and that's why I had that expression on my face. I should find that picture and post it to the to the page and let people take a look at it. Okay, uh, where was I? Hey, you tell us about your weekend day. Uh, well, as I've uh, been excited about, you know, today was payday. And uh, third one of the month, that's only going to happen uh, one more time this year. I think in the fall sometime. Mm. Uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, all the bills were paid off in the last check, so I'm just uh, sitting on the money for the most part. I did you know, splurge on a couple things and it's, and I have to, uh, you know, fix up a couple things in my uh, apartment around my workstation or Mm -hmm. desk or whatever. And, uh, other than that, it's just been, uh, you know, uh, work related stuff. I, uh, I go back on the uh, morning shift starting tomorrow for the rest of the week, which means getting up 4am again. I, I I had a job where I used to get up at five. I, I I understand completely. But speaking of hospitalization, on Friday I have to go into the city to Penn to get a chest X-ray done, not not chest X-ray, a CAT scan. Mm. And they uh, like shoot me up with some kind of like radio like irradiated and not irradiated, but a uh, special ink that'll. Uh, show up to make sure everything's working properly mm-hmm. and you know i'm just trying to figure out and like the whole time i'm thinking like wait how am i gonna get there because they specifically told me that uh yeah you can't drive yourself over here i'm like well this is gonna be fun good thing i got the uber app well what day is this friday oh jesus what time uh like around 11 or 12 o'clock. Uh, I might be able to help you get back to the train station. That's the, probably the best I could do. I'm not too worried about okay. all, I mean, all things considered, but, you know, it's just one more step that I'll have to take. At least, and yeah, it is Good Friday, which uh, I'm not sure if I, uh, if we get paid for that holiday. I know we get paid for Easter. I, 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 though, I will, I, though I will say... You know, not having to go to work on Friday, all things considered, I will get be able to get my traditional uh, Good Friday rack of ribs. Mm. Now, I want to break here real quick and, and see that um, Bobby Blackwood said his week has been spent angering Sacramento weebs, apparently. And I just want to say, Bobby, you're doing the Lord's work. Welcome to the good side. You're doing the Lord's work. Okay, at least once a month here, I say something that pisses off the fandom because they don't want to hear it because it's the truth. 
And as the saying goes, the truth just hurts. So, sorry. Or like screaming out, no, my narrative. <laughs> Marco Chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, not horrible. Um, basically just, uh, Getting ready for this coming weekend, mm. I get to uh, make deviled eggs. Yum, yum. Um, but other than that, uh, just, uh, you know, hanging out with the cat. Gotcha. I lead an exceedingly boring life. Without us around. Mm. No. It's just boring. <laughs> <laughs> There's entertaining bits in between, but it's boring. Do you hear this child? <laughs> what? <laughs> I said that there were entertaining bits. Fair, fair. All right. So my weekend day has been the same old, same old. And then I did something I should have done in this apartment when I first moved in. And I... Because I realized I didn't think I would need them. So I did something what I should have done eight years ago. Buy curtains. That's what I did. Now, here's the thing. I didn't even worry about curtains in this apartment because I was never home enough to justify needing them. And whenever I am home, you know. So so y'all so you can understand. Where I am sitting now, where this, where this computer is, right over here is the window. So I can see when the kids run back and forth. So if I'm home on the weekends, you know, they might come around and play, whatever. But because of the pandemic, the kids are home a lot. So I start, and what they tend to do is they tend to knock on my window and just wave and say hi to me and ask me random questions. And I'm probably here gaming or editing. The, doing, and I'm just like, yeah. This is not going to work. So I went out and put a curtain in the window. So I have one up. And then what happened was I went to bed. My alarm goes off and I wake up and I'm just like, why is it so dark in here? I mean, like, I, I don't get it. Why is it so dark in here? And I look at my watch and it's like one. I'm just like, did I sleep until one in the morning? And then I look, I get up and I look over and I realize, oh, it's the curtain because I went and bought blackout curtains, you know, to put up because I didn't think it would be that dark in here. Yeah, I was wrong about that. So I ordered a pair of nice regular sheer curtains. so I can kind of see out the window because it's a bit of a nice view, but still. So I got that going and then I caught a good deal. Um, and I caught a good, I caught a good deal on a video game. I went and picked that up. Um, Bobby says, please tell me the kids are still knocking on your window. Um, no. Uh, they haven't been out. Uh, it's going to be like, I think because of the Jewish holiday, they're probably not going to be running around. But when they will be, if they see that there's nobody in the window, they're not going to stop and knock. They're going to keep going or something like that. So I'm going to put up the other set of curtains later. And just see how that plays out, you know. That that's gonna be kind of interesting. So and that's basically has been my week and day. 
Um, moving ahead to housekeeping. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Uh, down below is ways you can kind of throw money towards the stream. If you like what we do here, we really appreciate it. Uh, big, big ups and big shout outs. Appreciation to Sia Tabiri. You know, he, he's doing, he's also doing the Lord's work. So much appreciation to him. Uh, I think that's it for housekeeping. Um, next up is Geek Roundtable. This is a part of the show where we kind of talk about more of our geekier things that we don't do during our weekend. They kind of share stuff. So, what do you have this week, Ari? Um, well, hang on, let me get to Skype on this one. I know what I'm aiming at. Um, here's one of the things I bought with my, uh, with my money. Oh, I've, I've seen those. Yeah, it's a Dyson uh, Tower fan. I had to get a new one because mm -hmm. I... The old uh, turbine, you know, column fan that I had. Yeah. What happened was I was trying to clean it out, and I like figured, oh, just stick something a little like thin and flexible in the vents mm -hmm. because I'd done it before. And I'll just get like a and a cloud of dust shooting everywhere, which is so much fun. Right. So I, I like stuck this into it for like half, for like for like a quarter of a second. It went, and now it sounds like an old uh, weed whacker motor. I hear you, cause it's it still blows wind mm -hmm. like air around, but I uh, I can't really uh, like I can't really sleep with the uh, that kind of rattling going on in my ear. No, I I totally hear you. During the winter time, I had like this old rickety heater, so I got used to the noise. But when we do our show, I have to turn the heater off because you'll hear it, and. I just got tired of it one day, went out and bought like another nicer, taller temperature controlled heater and you don't even know it's on. I mean, you can hear it, but the motor is basically, you wouldn't even know it's on. So, you know, so I'm appreciative of that. So <sighs> moving right along, no introduction needed. As you can see. Somebody here on the show is somebody's biggest fan, so take it away, Michael well, John. Well, well, no. I mean, I won't say that I'm a big, you know, biggest fan, but I I'm definitely a fan. Uh... <laughs> what? Does anybody... I, I'm a fan of a lot of things, but, you know... I, I you know how much of a fan of you know supernatural I am, and uh, stands ended up having a sale that they were getting rid of a bunch of back stock of mm -hmm. Gish stuff, and this happened to be one of the things that was on that sale. So you know me, um, I <laughs> I, ha I had to have a fan. Um, I actually do collect fans, though, so it's not like this weird thing. Uh, it, I mean, it is a weird thing. It's just, you know, Misha Cullen's face all over it. But I actually do collect fans, and this was just a funny kind of thing to see on there. So I had to have it and show just how much of a fan of Misha Collins I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sia Tamiri says our chat here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, you're not my biggest fan. This is my biggest fan. A reference to the Honey and Bosco episode of Tiny Toon Adventures. So, because that was the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, I actually we're going to see a giant really, Tamari really fan with, uh, with all these faces on it. 
Yeah, I would actually really, really love just one of those huge fans. Uh, my largest fan is actually, it's a feather fan, and it has peacock feathers throughout the whole thing. So from the end of the fan to the end of the peacock feathers is probably about 15 inches. Gotcha. But I would like even larger. I do like fans. Even my bedroom set, the way it's it's curved, so it kind of looks like a fan. But yes, fans. <laughs> See, this, rem- fans. this reminds me of a story. Uh, this was about at least 15 years ago, at least, when I first met um, Holly. You know, great person, fan of the show. Um, we were all hanging out in Chinatown one day, and she was talking about cosplaying Tamari. So she picks up this fan, you know, and if you've seen Naruto, you see the big fan that Tamari has. So we're all just minding our own business, chatting, whatever, and I just hear this giant thwack, and I just jump. I'm just like, what the fuck? Holly just, I think she opened it up and slammed it down just to see how durable it was. And I want you to understand, that fan had to be about, I'd say, maybe two feet tall. Holly's about four feet, okay? <laughs> no, she's, act, no, she's, I think she's actually four, four eleven, all right? She's just as tall as Usagi Tsukino, okay? Th- this little child, this little person taking his big fan and just slamming it down like that. And I'm just like, remind me to not piss you off. Seriously, remind me to not get you mad. Yeah, one of these days I will combine my obsession with fans with my obsession with sharp pointy objects and I will get Katana's fans for Mortal Kombat because I really, really want her fans. Oh, God. What? (laughs) It's not my fault that I obsess to the point where I have to collect shit. If it ain't fans, it's knives. If it ain't knives, it's alcohol. If it ain't alcohol, it's fans. The cycle just keeps going. Yeah, well, well, Tessin no. fans tend to be pretty loud as it is. I can't yeah. imagine the noise that thing made. Hmm. Alright, so... um. For my Geek Roundtable, um, from time to time, I always check uh, Wario64 and Broke Otaku, you know, for deals left and right. So I came across a deal for this one game called 13 Sentinels Aegis Rift, you know. You can kind of see it here. And I'm just like, they're saying it's a side-scroller and a tactical shooter. So I'm sitting there spending about, about 20, 30 minutes... Um, Watching gameplay footage to see if this is something that I want. So I ended up ordering it and picking it up. And I'm like, okay, I think this is something that's going to be a fun game to play. But then I realized this game is going to sit on the shelf with other games that I have purchased at a great deal that I plan to play. And I have no idea when I'm going to touch them. Because right now, I'm like around the halfway mark of Sakura Tyson, and I haven't decided on the next game I, I am going to do. And if I, and I think, and I mean like next game to start, because right after I finish Sakura Tyson, I'm going to try to finish Cobra Kai, the saga, the Cry Kid Saga continues, and then pick up another game and figure it out one way or another. I just know that I have a lot, I have a, a lot of video games here that will keep me occupied. So, you know. And now that we got that out the way, um, we have some last-minute breaking news. 
and this um uh, this came up via Facebook. Uh, it seems that there's going to be a swap meet in Sacramento for the anime fans this weekend, and people are not too thrilled about it. And as always, the fandom can never be happy. So, let me turn this on a little bit so it won't be too loud. Basically, there is a COVID vaccination site in North in Sacramento that's close. A little bit more. Okay. How's that? A little better. Perfect. So basically, there's a COVID vaccination site in Sacramento that's closing for two days to host an anime event, and people are not happy about it. Uh, they feel basically the long story short is fans are feeling that the con is only focusing on their bottom dollar and not caring about fans or anything else. Now, this is not the first time we have discussed a story similar to this on this show. I think at least maybe five times in the past year we have discussed something like this. And we've sat here and we've explained it to y'all. Some of y'all get it and some of y'all do not. And I believe in accountability and transparency. So basically what's happened... Yeah, Ari, I definitely agree with you on that. So basically the longest, longest short is... People want to know why is SAC Anime having their event this week, that weekend. And I think it's this weekend, I believe. Yes, this weekend. As, as according to SAC Anime and other people have said, they have already booked these dates way far in advance. So it wouldn't like have it wouldn't be an issue with the clinic, which from my understanding is only open during the week. And I and there are some clinics that are like that, which is understandable. Now, my honest opinion is this: if there's going to be a convention or an anime event, as long as the con runners follow safety protocols, social distancing, and make sure who comes in and comes out, have at it. Do what you got to do. I went to an event back in, I think it was back in this past October, might have been a little bit before that, where we, me and a friend, we went to this horror convention. I wouldn't say it's a convention, it was like, it was a convention slash swap meet. It was outdoors. Everybody was basically standing five to six feet apart from each other. You had somebody, you know, with, with a little ticker counting how many people are coming in and out and making sure, you know, it was safe. And this is an outdoor event. Now, I have mentioned on this show a few times, this is not the time for conventions. We need to wait that, um, we need to wait until six more people get immunized. Yes. You know, yeah. There's much, you know, there's much more, uh, herd immunity. We're, we're at herd immunity levels. I mean, we're not even close. I mean, events should be happening six to eight months after the last bunch of people get get it. And right now, there are fans kind of getting hype about Anime NYC and the Javits Center. I'm like, y'all do realize Comic-Con has canceled. So. 
And as uh, Bobby Blackwolf is informing us, which I am really appreciative of, he is saying that it has come out later that con runners offered to accommodate the county and lower their footprint, but the clinic said, we're fine. We arranged all the schedules around existing events, and they had another one of these events back in October. I, I would assume that maybe back in October that there wasn't a clinic there, or if there was, it just wasn't a problem. Because as you can see now, as more people are getting immunized, more people are going and traveling. What I would have said, there was like more people on the train. I'm just like, well, well, damn, I wasn't expecting to see near normal capacity on this train car. Now, and now the now anime fans are upset either at the fact that you know why are you having a convention where you know I'm all for the con. Now, you anime fans, you got to understand something. I'm I'm going to repeat this. Again, and I will continue to repeat this until you finally get it, or maybe I will take this water bottle and knock some sense into you. A lot of conventions book convention centers and hotels up to a year in advance for their event. What also can happen is that because of some, if something terrible happens, like this pandemic, these 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 conventions need to. Hold out for force majeure, which basically means act of God. So, if, if if this force majeure comes up, the con can cancel their reservations at the hotel, convention, or whatever, with no liability or very little liability. I'm sorry, act of God or act of government. Thank you, Bobby. At that point, if that happens, the con can save their money and plan for the following year. But every state has a different set of COVID rules and restrictions where it's not that easy to do. Some conventions are basically are forced to, um, the, some conventions are basically forced to have their events, even though they don't want to, but they have to put in safety protocols. Uh, we've seen a few conventions do this. But then you have some conventions that are like, you know, we might just be able to pull it off and get away with it and not really caring about the greater good, you know, but that's on them. And you do have some, uh, industry people like voice actors who are kind of going along with this. That's, that's on them. You know, it's, that's fine. Now, as per some of the, some of the reading that I have done and I've, and I've read around, this is basically what's happening. And again, special thanks to Bobby Blackwell 4411. Uh, the government basically told them they can have their event this weekend since the fairgrounds is owned by the county. And the venue is charging $10 to park there, but they're not, but you don't charge for vaccination parking. You know, and as you can see, the venue wants that money. And we've seen this before. If there's an event going on like this, parking, you got to pay for it. If it's something more like medical based, sometimes that doesn't even happen, you know. Basically, you weebs need to understand there is a reason for this happening. And instead of attacking somebody who's saying that they're wrong, why don't you do a little bit of research before you go on the attack? That's it. That's all I'm saying. Five minutes to read something and you'll understand why this event's happening, you know? And I'm going to tell the you... The world this. isn't about you, you dumb weebs. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I've said it. I am not too thrilled 
if Anime NYC happens, if it does happen, I will go because by that time I'm vaccinated and I expect the con to, to follow uh, vaccination protocols, di social distancing, everything. And I hope that the Excelsior Pass becomes a mandatory thing where if you do not have your vaccines, you cannot enter the venue for the event. So, and as uh, Bonds 6 says, that anime photo shoot that happened this month in NYC, I saw a few faces I know. Yeah, I know so two people that went and I'm just like, look, y'all can party up in, in Long Island City for that. But you don't have any information about safety protocols or this or that. I'm not going. Even though people that are, are, right, are going there are going to have to be wearing masks and stuff like that. If I don't see that, I'm not going to assume that, you know, you got to set it together. That's just me. So... Hopefully, Sack... It's a very awkward situation, and that there's very few winners in this scenario. You ain't kidding. And also, what's interesting is that... At least the entitled weaves are uh, going to fail harder than anyone. <laughs> You're not wrong. And um, I got an email here from, uh, from, from, from a friend of the show, uh, Drew. Uh, he basically forwarded us um, a um, let's see if I if I can find it here. Uh, he forwarded us a, he forwarded to me uh, Sack Anime's newsletter, and they were basically kind of skirting around it. So I'm just like, you know, that's kind of you know, because we had a discussion on this on my personal Facebook, and I basically said. If this is an indoor event, I kind of have a problem with it. If it's an outdoor event, then it's okay because you're outdoors, you know. Because when when there are indoor events, let's be real, nobody respects the six-foot rule, which is now the three-foot rule, but still, no one respects that, you know. Because as per the newsletter here, they're saying that we take the safety of our attendees, exhibitors, guests, and staff very seriously. Masks are required and social distancing is highly encouraged. We have over 150 socially distant exhibitor and artist spaces for selling all things pop culture with an anime twist. That's quite interesting, you know. <coughs> and they have it laid out. So it looks like this is an indoor event. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if I'm running this event... I would be asking people for vac and make sure that they're vaccinated or show proof because, you know, or something. But I understand like right about now, not it's, it's hard to catch an appointment. So I totally get that. So <sighs> I mean, honestly, it looks like they're trying to play ball f safely as possible. And as I can see from the picture, this is an indoor event. So I'm just like, <sighs> But there are no panels going on. There are no workshops, which is good, you know. I hope that they are checking temperatures at the door as well, you know. The problem is, is that while checking temperatures is all well and good, yes. not everybody that has COVID has a temperature. But that's the best thing you can do for, for right now, you know. Oh, I, yeah, but, I mean, it's still, you, you can't just go, oh, well, nobody here has a temperature, so we're all safe. Mm -hmm. So. That's why they encourage all the uh, safety precautions on the individual. Mm -hmm. Right. 
and the thing is, when this whole issue came to light through the SAC B and Anime News Network, SAC Anime kind of didn't do anything. They kind of just sat there twiddling their thumbs like, what do we do? And that's where I mentioned transparency and accountability. Yes, they put this information in the newsletter. But is it on your socials? Is it on your website? You know? It only takes a few minutes to update the website and put that information up there, you know? So, it's this is going to be quite interesting. And as uh, Bobby Blackwolf says, I guess in regards to what I just mentioned about temperature checks, uh, there's, there's also going to be an interesting legal challenges regarding a private business discriminating against someone based on their medical history. And that's something that people are throwing up because of the the digital pass, you know, to check if you have gotten your vaccinations or not. So, you know, and I look at it this way, this pass, it should just check if you just got the vaccination and that's it. Because I mean, we're, 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 we're having a medical pandemic here. I mean, come on, you know, I mean, I got, I got the card in my pocket. It's going to get updated on Friday. So I got no problems, you know, whipping this out the show so I can go into a venue to go watch a <laughs> game or do something. Freezing. The, the way, excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> Freezing. <laughs> All I know is the next few months is going to be quite interesting and SAC Anime has their work cut out for them. And I know people who are going to now boycott the convention because of their actions. And I can tell you this now, half of them will be going next year. Half of them will be going, if not all of them, because you get mad, it goes away. The, the con has something that you, a guess that you want to see and you're going to go. So. All. You know, and if you're going to go, be safe. That's it. Be safe. So, I think we got this fully covered here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, and one more thing I want to say before we move on. I forgot to mention earlier. Um, as Bobby mentioned, SAC Anime had the way, to, the way between not having a future con, not having future con people boycott or not having a con at all. Something I forgot to mention earlier. So... If a con, if a con has to happen, they basically got to do something or else they're not going to have any money for a convention the following year. Because remember, we did discuss Otakon saying about how they were having a bit of financial difficulties and they were having a fundraiser so that there would be a hopes of an Otakon 2021, which as far as I know, people are booking rooms for. Um, I don't know if tickets went on sale for that yet. So it's just, it's just interesting. Because just remember, if a con has to cancel and they have to pay out of pocket for all the penalties and stuff, that could break the convention. Because there's very little um, rep, like profit with cons every year. Unless you're running something professional like uh, that's coming out of Reed Pop or something like that. So, Anywho, uh, moving right along from... Conventions making adjustments to con cancellations. What's going on with that, Mako John? Yeah, so uh, there are a couple of conventions that 
have decided to either cancel or they're going to change things up. Mm-hmm. The first one up, and this is another controversial decision, Comic-Con International, this is San Diego Comic-Con, they have decided that they are going to do an in-person event over Thanksgiving weekend. So basically they said, it is our hope that by fall conditions will permit uh, will permit larger public gatherings. Um, so they're all gung-ho. They are planning to have something during November. The issue with that, which I don't know if they actually thought about this or not, mm-hmm. is that come November, you're also looking at the first pot- potential holiday that everybody will actually be able to get together with their family while being safe. Because it's, you know, the end half of the year and a lot of people will have their vaccinations by then. So now all of these industry people, all of these industry guests and the people that would normally be going to um, this event in the first place, they're now going to have to go, hmm, do I actually go and visit family that I haven't seen in the better hat, you know, better of uh, almost two years? Or do I go to a convention? because they decided to have it on the same weekend. There have actually been a lot of industry guests, comic book artists, comic book writers, um, book writers, uh, sci-fi guests that usually are invited to go to San Diego Comic-Con, and they have said, we're not going. We are not going. We don't care what happens. This is the first time we're going to be able to hang out with their family. What the hell were you thinking? So, yeah, um, not a really good idea on that part. Uh, But at the same time, I mean, if there are enough people that don't care about going to meet up with their family... Hey, or look, are a strange for, uh, for uh, any number of reasons. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, you can go to a convention during Thanksgiving. On to other things. An Amazement 2021 is canceling because of restrictions in North Carolina. Um, basically, everything is going to automatically roll over. That is, artists and dealers, they're automatically rolling over to 2022. And any of the registrations that have already gone on, those are also automatically rolling over to 2022. Um, It is now slated to be held May 27th through 29th in 2022. So if you had tickets for that or were planning on going to that, um, better luck in 2022. Last up is PAX East, Mm. and they have gone ahead and canceled the June in-person convention that was supposed to happen between june 3rd and june 6th instead they're going to have an online event that is going to be slated for july instead um so it's looking like they they will hold virtual packs online for july 15th through 18th so uh yeah there are some big names in that changing things up to try and take COVID into uh, consideration. But uh, yeah, 
uh, have fun with all of that. You know, and I'm just thinking about the whole comic con thing. I can tell you this right now. I know people that would just they will they will go to the con before they, before they will break bread with their own family. They haven't seen them in over a year because let's be real. Almost every single person who is watching this this live, watching the encore presentation, listening to to the podcast know at least one person that eats sleeps breathes cosplay and there is nothing else more important you know which is kind of a you know it, it turns into mania way quicker than you think well my thing is it's not just about the people that are going just to have fun it's about the people that are going that would be the content of it. If you're going to lose all of your, your creative content makers because they want to actually spend time with their families, then you're just going to hang out with a bunch of friends. And why go to Comic-Con to do that when you can just hang out with a bunch of your friends cheaper and easier outside of the convention. And that makes the most amount of sense. But the number one answer to that, which is, cause, which is basically a cop out, because it's a con. <laughs> you know. I, I mean, look, I miss cons just as much as the next person. But I tell you what, I I think I'll be visiting friends and family for Thanksgiving plate before I step foot in a convention unless I know for a fact they're handing out turkey dinners at this con. And even still, I'm like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't mind going to a convention and having fun and hanging out with people, but at the same time, I don't have to fly across country to do that. Exactly. But, I mean, it makes me wonder just how it's going to work, because San Diego Comic-Con is absolutely maddening, absolutely Mm -hmm. crazy. So, there. I mean, is this going to be first come first serve for the people that already had tickets for those cons that were can, uh, that were canceled, and they get stuck going? Oh well, you have to take Thanksgiving or you can't go, and you lose your spot. Or is this okay? This is going to be a special thing, and we're going to have a regular convention in 2022. But Thanksgiving weekend's just going to be, you know, this fun kind of get together, and you don't have to worry about it. Your regular tickets will, you know, slide over to 2022. Because not for nothing, if that's something that's going to happen, it's going to be a mad dash trying to get crap, hotel rooms, tickets, anything just because of how crazy it already is trying to get something over there during their normal conventions. And me, I'm over here like, you know what? That's two days of holiday pay for me. Screw both of them. (laughs) And as part of, as somebody who used to do this for PAX East, I'm not about that life anymore. Mm -mm. No. It's not that I'm losing my love of cons. It's just that, Priorities. I am looking to give Taurus in the mouth like that. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's the priorities, you know. Mm-hmm. If there was something on the East Coast, I have those four days off, so I wouldn't mind, you know, going to something like that. 
you know, especially just to get out of the house, uh, but to have to plot something and do all of that travel that I know. I hear that. All right, moving right along. Looks like there is some justice happening in the anime industry. I know my friend Mark is probably rejoicing about this, so... Ah, Ari, tell them about Harmony Gold losing the rights to Macross. Oh, uh, yeah, the uh, the link I brought up and brought to you guys' attention was published four years ago, but since the uh, deadline is drawing nigh, I figured, yeah, we got to talk about this again. Sure. Mm -hmm. On August 23rd, Percy Anderson of the California Central District Court issued a ruling in a court case, Harmony Gold versus Tatsunoko Production Limited. Among the numerous terms which will be outlined, the following was listed under their judgment. Harmony Gold has no permanent, exclusive, and irrevocable copyright and trademark rights to the program's macros, and sh as, sh as same shall be belong to respondent, Tatsunoku Production, on expiration of the term in 2021. Upon expiration of the term, Tatsunoku shall have the right and option to disaffirm or cancel any existing licenses, assignments, and or other agreements extending beyond the terms as many have been entered into by Harmony Gold. <clears throat> so, yeah. On March... Oh, wow. It, it just happened. March 14th. The the rights to uh, macros are out of Harmony Gold's hands. Mm -hmm. And now Tatsunoko has them back under control. So, let's see. And, yeah, this, this has been a long legal battle. So... yeah. On May, on May 16, 2017, Harmony Gold and Tatsunoko entered arbitration in the Arbitration Tribunal of the Independent Film and Television Alliance over a dispute over the licensing agreement filed in 1991. So, wow, this goes way back. The license gave, quote, exclusive and irrevocable rights to exploit, and that's the word they use here, uh, Super Dimension Fortress mass Macros, Genesis Clemmer, Must Peta, and Southern Cross. AKA, these were the shows that were that were hacked up and Frankenstein together yes. in the Robotech. And what was and what was his name that did all of that? Well, I forget that that fucker's name. Carl Masick. Uh, Carl Masick. Yeah, it's 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 called a massacre when mm. uh, an anime is a. Uh, you know, screwed up that badly. On January 20th, 2003, Harmony Gold and Tatsunoku entered yet another licensing agreement which stated, for good and valuable consideration, the receipt of which is hereby acknowledged, licensor hereby grants the licensee whatever rights licensor has, if any, in the copyright of the original ep 36 episodes of Macros. And in 2008, a final form was signed, though they ha that hasn't been dis uh, disclosed yet. This huge chain of licenses extension stemmed from the original license on September 11th, 1984. First held by Hong Kong-based HGLTD, who in the 80s filmed, they filed numerous agreements and amendments to the original license to, through 1989. And that, this is when HG transferred all the rights to Harmony Gold. Mm -hmm. And uh, through their licenses, Harmony Gold produced four animated titles, along with numerous video games, books, comics, etc. Uh, Robotech, Robotech 2, Robotech 2 The Sentinels, and Robotech The Shadow Chronicles. And uh, now, 
The original Robotech series ran for 85 episodes and used no new footage. Robotech 2 featured additional third-party animation and new animation along with the original plot. The Sentinels ran for three episodes. You know, featured original plot by Harmony Golden, used new animation. That was originally produced by Tatsunoku. And Shadow Chronicles was an original work vaguely connected to the Mospedia arc. The title featured new animation and an original plot. Uh, this is quite a lot to take in. Yeah, so basically what Bob, Bob Coffey, who is our resident uh, Macross um, fanboy, he's basically saying Harmony Gold still has the rights to the Macross TV series, and that's it. But I'm going to assume that in the future, uh, Tatsunoku is just going to put all this stuff out on Blu-ray. No, no. Actually, Tatsunoko doesn't do anything like that. Um, they're going to leave that for somebody else. I could see Viz, Funimation, Sentai Filmworks, or one of them like picking up the rights to this and just redubbing it as Macross. You know, and I think that's what the fans want because. If they can't get a hold of the original Macross TV series, at least you can get the rest of the shows to come over, hopefully. Because if I'm not mistaken, this was part of the issue why other Macross series have never made it to the U.S. Because um, because people know Robotech, so, yeah. And people look at Robotech like, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hopefully they'll end up losing um, the rights to... Um, uh, to 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 that, you know, we're hoping because because let's be, I know a lot of people want to see the original Macross subtitled or at least dubbed, you know. Funimation would do a good job with it, I think. Yeah, I mean they did uh put out um Robotech the Shadow Chronicles, but let's see, we just want to see Macross too, you know. And you wonder, next. Hmm? I said, who's next? Uh, I think I think that would be me because it's one of my it's, uh, we're gonna talk about one of my favorite animes, which kind of surprises me that it's getting a console release. Um, Yuru Camp, or better known as Laid Back Camp, it's an anime about five girls who have a basically a camping club and they just go camping. It, it, it's 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 a cool slice of life anime, so. But it seems that there's going to be a console game that Mages is working on. So, could be a PC game, could be a mobile game. I'm just kind of curious about that, you know. Basically, the plot of the anime is, as like I said, you know, or as the article puts here, uh, one of the characters, Rin, likes to go camping by herself along the lake's that provide a scenic view of Mount Fuji. Uh, Nadishko loves to take cycling trips by herself to places where she can see Mount Fuji. After they meet, they take camping trips, eat cup ramen, and enjoy the scenery. And eventually, other other girls come and join, and it becomes a club, and it's pretty fun. So, There is a VR game called uh, Late Back Camp Virtual Lake Motosu. Basically, Euro Camp Virtual Camp Motosuko Hen. And then there's uh, Laid Back Camp Virtual Fumoto Campsite or Yuru Camp Virtual Camp Fumoto Camp Johen, which is which is available for iOS, Android, PS4, Switch, and PC via Steam. 
Uh, the first game launched on March 4th, and the second game is slated for April. Given that we now have um, Goat Simulator, Farming Simulator, why not Camping Simulator 2021? I mean, why not? Don't worry. Uh, modders and particularly insane Let's Players will figure out ways to break that, too. <sighs> I am not looking forward to that. I don't know. One of the one of the uh, my favorite Let's Players uh, mods. Like I'll I'll shoot you the link to it sometime. But there's a list of uh, mods he put in Farming Simulator that uh, completely destroyed the game in beautiful ways. <laughs> As uh, Bob Coffee says, Eurocamp is the most comfy show ever. And Ron Four Twenty One says, I have the three box sets they released in America a while back. And if you go on YouTube and you and you put in. Uh, Eurocamp mashups, those are amazing. I have sat there and listened to those numerous times. They, I mean, they're just so good. And if you listen to the opening theme, you'll kind of understand why there are mashups for it. So, Okay, um, looks next up, uh, looks like there's some forgery going on in some Tokyo Babylon, and basically it's gotten DOS boot. Uh, Michael John, take it away. Yeah, so for those that don't know, um, Tokyo Babylon is actually a clamp-created manga. Uh, it's a supernatural manga where, you know, this family of three basically go on to attempt to protect Tokyo from supernatural perils. This was uh, out in the early 90s. The manga original run was 90 to 93. The original animation was 92 to 94, and then there was a live-action film in 93. Well, what happened is a company decided that they were going to bring Tokyo Babylon back for 2021. However, um, that has been officially canceled. So the, uh, the official website... Um, they announced that it was impossible to continue production um, as a result of repeated discussions within the production committee. Their official statement states, after the recent discovery of copycat plagiarism by the animation production company, the committee has been reviewing all of our products to ensure compliance and to prevent a similar situation from occurring again. As a result, unfortunately, we have discovered that there are many other imitation plagiarisms in addition to the two character costume settings that were pointed out to us. The production committee sincerely apologizes for this inadequate management against the production company. As a result of repeated discussions within the production company, uh, in within the production committee, we have decided that it is impossible to continue production due to the lack of trust with the current production company and we have decided to cancel the production of the Tokyo Babylon 2021 project. After discussing with Clamp and the production committee, we have decided to start anew with a completely new production system. So, um, everything basically is going to be shut down. Their website, the Twitter, and the Instagram, they will be shut down on April 30th. What is going on basically is... It looks as if things were not, I guess, correctly asked of 
clamp and the owners of Tokyo Babylon. Well, it's well, it's more along the lines of they copied somebody else's design styles for the characters and are like, that looks awfully familiar. And that started the ball running. Yeah, so basically my assumption, the the fact that they are going to actually start anew with a completely pro- new production system is that they're going to be looking into a new company to do this mm-hmm. and possibly new artist. Um, but yeah, I mean, at, at the same time, it, it, I, I get that there are people that will look at a project and go, I like this. I'm going to, you know, do my take on this. And then there are people that go, I like this, so I'm going to change up the color scheme and then I'm going to, you know, just use it anyway. What about Butch Hartman? Right. I mean, there are people, <laughs> there, there are a lot of people in the American comic scene that do very, very similar things. Um, we've talked about on the show various instances of tracing and how some artists um, that we will not name that may be related to people in KISS um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, decided that uh, his homage to his favorite artists was going to be a little bit more blatant than just, uh, you know, a love of his fandoms. Um, and, And... Unfortunately, that that happens a lot. And if it's not caught in time, things like this happen where it's too difficult to go back and make the corrections to have this be able to even just be postponed. Um, So, I, I mean, something like this, it the fact that they have to completely cancel it shows that it was just too ingrained in the entire project to be able to get away with going in and tweaking things, which I mean, completely sucks just given that this was actually supposed to be coming out this year. Um, April, actually, if I remember, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was actually originally slated for April of 2021. So they had actually done quite a bit to go into the production of all of this to basically be told, uh, you know what? Somebody else kind of has used these designs before. So, uh, oops. That's a pretty big oops. Mm. Yeah. Anywho, from one canceled mistake to a series of mistakes and finally getting stuff together, Ari, what's going on with the fourth Ava film? It's the highest grossing anime film in the franchise in just 21 days. And there's and somewhere out there, Hideaki Anno is just driving around in his car with sunglasses on and money is just flying out of his car. You know, it's like... <laughs> so yeah, the swan song of the Evangelion franchise... Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 Thrice Upon a Time has surpassed the lifetime box office gross of Evangelion 3.0 to become the highest grossing film domestically in the series in less than a, after less than a month in theaters. Since 3.0 plus 1.0 was released in Japan on March 8th, it's, go, 
it's grossed a total of about 6.1 billion yen or about $55,000 US. No, 55 million. Of, 55 million, sorry. Yeah. I mm -hmm. forgot the uh, That's about 4 million tickets sold. Uh yeah, Evangelion 3.0 only grossed 5.3 billion yen in its lifetime. And this includes re-releases. Uh, the box office, of course, was helped by its release on premium formats in Japan. While Evangelion 3.0 released in standard screens in 2012, 3.0 plus 1.0 released on standard screens, IMAX, and 40H. Though beating its previous film in just under a month is no small feat, and will likely outgross 3.0's worldwide gross in Japan alone. And it was delayed twice due to the coronavirus pandemic and still broke records on the first day. As the longest film in the franchise, and uh, no one on an international release in the film. And looking at this uh, poster, I just want, like, part of me is just like picturing, please just have Shinji spear tackle Gendo and try and drown him in the surf. Like, hold, his, hold him face down in the water as the waves crash on him. Just please. Well. Given that, or he kicks him in the dick so hard it undoes the third impact. <laughs> oh. I'm not a difficult person to please in this regard. <laughs> yeah, I could just see Gendo and Show Tucker just battling it out for worst father of the year. <laughs> Meanwhile, Goku's just like. I'm just going to back away slowly and come back when there's less weird shit. <laughs> All I have to say is this, and hopefully this image works. Um, congratulations. <laughs> oh, God, holding that hollowed eye stare right into the freaking ring light. Oh. You should have known this joke was coming. <laughs> Excuse me while I bash my forehead into my desk. <laughs> I think that's going to be my new go-to when somebody posts something great that's happened. I'm just going to go, congratulations, and just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on please. yes and we're gonna get into our final normal story of the night you call these normal <laughs> air quotes normal in comparison to the meanwhile in japan stories yes yes i do <sighs> funko officially debuts pops in japan featuring dragon ball z which honestly makes the most amount of sense because it's like basically the number one like anime in Japan and merch and so forth. So, <clears throat> in news that will surprise many, that will surprise many. Really, really, Funko has officially expanded into the Japanese retail market with the launch of its popular, if polarizing, pop line of super deformed collectible figures. While the line of pop figures were available in Japan through specialty retailers as import, complete with foreign language packaging and sometimes adorned with retail exclusive packaging, 
This marks the first time Funko will make the line available uh, in Japan through a much wider retail base with assistance from Bandai Toys. The hope is that by efficiently introducing the line with the local distribution by Bandai, it will reduce overall costs for existing collectors as well as draw in new collectors that were interested but put off by the higher than average price tags for the figures owing to the previous status as imports. What better way to launch than releasing them with Dragon Ball Z line of pops, which is really cool. And the images in the article are basically the American like cover, you know, design layout that we've all seen. So I'm going to assume, you know, we're going to see like it's all in kanji and so forth. It's going to be pretty cool. So what's going to be currently available um, as part of the official launch titles uh, launching will be Goku, Super Saiyan Vegito. Super Saiyan Goku with his as his first appearance, and Super Saiyan 2 Gohan. Those four. That's the one I really want. The last one. Super Saiyan 2 Gohan. Oh yeah. I wonder how much they're going for on Amazon and eBay. You might get lucky. Uh, we'll have to see later on. All four of those characters will be the first round of figures that will be available as of the launch line on this coming Saturday or this past Saturday, given when we got this article. It'll be available in Japan across various retailers, from department stores all the way to appliance shops and online stores for about 1,800 yen each. So, we got Nendroids, Figure Arts, and now Pops. I think it'll work. And a reference back to our last story about Evangelion, Ron421 says, It's Gendo, that dude from FMA that turned his daughter into a Chimera, Show Tucker, Genma Saotome, and Goku is still racing to the finish for worst father of an, of an anime. Fair. Anywho, we're now at the part of the show that you all really enjoy more than anything else. Uh, meanwhile, in Japan... I'll take the first one. Okay. I'll take the second one. Okay. I got the third one. All right. Okay. The Olympic... Oh. No, go for it. The, the Olympic flame goes out twice on the first day of the relay. That's not the first time it happened, but... But given what's going on with the Olympics... Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Olympic torch relay, standard field gun moment for the games, has faced difficulty and controversy. One prefectural governor saying he didn't want the torch carried through his prefecture, and one high-profile runner trying out, dropping out for festivities. But on th Thursday, the relay finally got underway with a starting haircut ceremony held in Fukushima, and members of Japan's championship women's soccer team being the first to carry the flame on its months-long parade around the country. For a while, it was, you know, all around the world, not just the host country, and then they've gone back to just the host country for, uh, I guess, because of the pandemic. And they also usually lit, lit it in Olympus, Greece, but uh, that's mm. neither here nor there. <clears throat> uh, what fans watching from beside the route on TV saw what many took as a yet another bad sign for the Tokyo Olympics as the torch suddenly went out while a runner was carrying it. The tourists went out twice during the, like, that day. First in the town of Tomoko, Tomioka, and later again in Hirono during a torch kiss 
as the Japanese sports media refers to one runner using the torch to light the fire of the other relay members. Because as a what because the uh, people get to keep the the commemorative uh, torches themselves. Like I think in the '96, the mm-hmm. uh, Olympic flame passed through uh, the town of where I went to college. Yeah, and I, I and the mayor like had that on display. Still does, I think. In both instances, the torch was quickly relit by officials transporting a lantern with a continuously burning Olympic flame along the route. But people were like, yeah, the Olympics are cursed. Like, like some invisible force saying it's over. I thought something like this might happen, and all I could do was smirk when it really did. <laughs> Sorry I made trying to guess... <laughs> Sorry I made trying to guess the prefecture this would happen and turn into a game. <laughs> With all the things that happened with the Tokyo Olympics at this point, I'd be more surprised if it didn't go out. And, I, and uh, you know, someone actually said this goes out fairly often. While the Olympic flame had carried a symbolism being eternal, the torch flame temporarily went out or was deliberately extinguished in the run-up to the Athens, Beijing, and London Games. And learning from these incidents are likely why the Tokyo Olympic Torch Relay organizers were prepared to deal with the problem as quickly as they did, though probably they were hoping to at least get the first day without this sort of hiccup. And uh, the Sora News 24 reporter, Mr. Sato, was not behind any of the extinguishings. (laughs) You know what what else I remember about this, you know, brings it up? I remember, like, back, again, the, the Atlanta Olympics. Yeah. Like one of Dave Letterman's top ten lists was a uh, top ten ways to ruin the Olympics. And I remember like one of the answers was, like one of the items was, drink three gallons of iced tea and try to put out the Olympic flame. <laughs> so, that's yeah, just that's terrible. Hell, that's a hell of a note to go out on, isn't it? <laughs> Oddly right, enough, I've actually night, seen. I gotta get up early. All right, man. You take care. We'll see you next week, man. All right. Let me go ahead and make some adjustments here. Uh, and uh, let me... Hey. All right. What is this? All right. Hold on. There we go. Much better. So now, so then there was two. All right. This is an odd, strange one indeed. It seems that a labor ministry employee, a labor ministry employee was harassed by his own power harassment counselor. How does that Power harassment, which is the act of a person in authority at a workplace bullying those in lower positions, is an ongoing problem in Japanese society. In response, the Ministry of Health and Labor and Welfare has set up countermeasures and public awareness campaigns, but they really haven't proven effective enough to eliminate this social problem. You know? In fact, the problem of power harassment is so prolific, it appears to have even infiltrated the ministry itself. It was one of the ministry's very own appointed power harassment counselors who was guilty of driving his subordinates to the point of affecting his mental health. Wow. 
The problems for the victim started back in April of 2017, where he was transferred to a department in the ministry responsible for policy development and evaluation. There he was placed in the guidance of a manager who also served as a power harassment counselor for that department and was tasked with preventing power harassment within the ministry. All right. And yet, bizarrely, right after joining the department, the victim's boss began to make strange, violent comments such as, Can I break you? And if I say die, will you die? The victim was also verbally abused in front of co-workers, shunned, and given overtime of upwards to 130 hours per month. That's like 10 hours. Yikes. He has filed complaints with outside departments, but the situation didn't change. And by December of 2018, he had to take a leave of absence. From there, he was diagnosed with depression and anxiety disorder, and he ultimately quit March of last year. He has also filed a public workplace injury claim and compiled roughly 300 pages of corroborating evidence. The response from the ministry was mixed, though. Earlier this month, the victim was notified that his claim was recognized but that he would receive no compensation for it. On top of that, he was asked to pay back some of the medical benefits he received while on leave. That's fucked. That sucks. I know. Explained to the case to the Menichi Shimbun, the victim broke down in tears and said, I don't think this is a ministry that protects the rights of workers. Readers of the news would have laughed at the sheer irony of the power harassment by the power harassment counselor had it not been a tragic story. Comments such as, it's not funny and yet it seems like a joke. I wonder if the boss got interested in power harassment after learning more about it through training. The only joke here is the Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare. We are living in a poorly written manga. How does this even happen? In the wake of the incident, the boss is reportedly to be disciplined, but little else is known about the matter because the ministry would not com comment on individual cases. Everything that has happened could see could be seen as a dire glass half-empty situation. Either the ministry's own power harassment awareness was far too weak to even identify it in such a crucial position, or power harassment is such a prolific problem that it is impossible for anyone to be completely protected against it. Either way, it's clearly a problem that has gotten way out of control. That is absolutely ridiculous. That probably Ugh. happens more often than not. All right. Um, before we get into our uh, last story of the night, uh, Ari is here, uh, says that she likes your fan, Mako, and she wants to know about the Olympics. Uh, basically, the Olympic torch went out during the run across Japan and and Japanese fans are like, we're not surprised. Yeah, given everything that's been going on with uh, the Olympics for what should have been 2021, uh, what should have been 2020 mm -hmm. and is now hopefully going to be 2021, but they haven't really, you know, come down and said, yes, we're definitely have it having it. Considering they are doing the relay, though, I'm going to assume they're actually going to go through with it. But yeah, there's been a lot of crap with the Olympics and um, uh, it's it's just par for core at this point mm -hmm. with everything that has been going wrong. Um, everything will go wrong at this point. Mm -hmm. So the torches going out 
while it does happen quite often because it is just a small flame, um, for it to go out twice in the first day is it's just telling. Yeah. To quote Shang Soon from the Mortal Kombat movie, a taste of things to come. Anywho, our last story of the night, uh, coming out of Japan. Uh, yeah, so, um, a woman is very surprised to learn that foreigners don't openly tell women they have big breasts. And, and not for nothing, I've actually lived this, so it's actually quite amusing. Are you talking about your roommate from when you were in college? Yes. Oh, okay. So, um, when you happen to travel and you meet different people from different countries, you get an opportunity to learn more about those cultures, while also coming to new realizations about your own. So that's what happened to one Japanese woman recently, after she had a conversation with two women from abroad that opened her eyes to the realization that Japan is a quote-unquote sexually underdeveloped country. Understatement of the millennia. According to the news site Urban Life Metro, the Japanese woman was speaking to a Taiwanese woman in her 30s and a Chilean woman in her 20s. All three women were large-breasted, so the Japanese woman wanted to find out if they'd had similar experiences to her, saying, In Japan, people will sometimes say, You have big breasts, to a woman with big breasts. Moreover, men say it too. As soon as the two women heard that statement, they expressed their surprise. The Chilean woman saying, really, I can't believe it. And the Taiwanese woman saying, no way. Japanese, Japanese people look serious, people look serious, yet say things like that. Um, so the Japanese woman was surprised to hear that, you know, these women had never actually experienced anything like that. And she became embarrassed at the sexual immaturity of her home country. Um, not going into this whole entire thing, mm -hmm. but I, I know if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen various anime and you've seen, um, I guess the locker room scenes where the girls are sizing each other up and touching each other. While that is an over-exaggeration, that is a very common thing in Japan, um, in college, I actually uh, had the honor to room uh, to be roommates with a girl that was straight from Japan. Um, and let me tell you, I had so much fun sitting down with her and watching various anime. And also let me tell you that when somebody tells you do not mix wasabi with your soy sauce, don't listen to them because every Japanese person I know from Japan will do that because our sushi is flavorless. Anyway, um, so, so we were actually in uh, the dorm one day and we were just walking past each other and she actually reached out and grabbed my boob and said, oh, yours is the biggest. It's very, very common um, so I, like, I was surprised that she would do something like that, but at the same time, knowing what all of, you know, knowing what goes on, I also wasn't surprised. Um, but basically it goes over 
that uh, the woman uh, in the conversation went on to say that she wasn't confident about her body, but the two women she spoke with were. While they openly told her they loved their bodies, she didn't have the same love for her body. And she puts that down to all the comments she's received from people over the years, which led her to become self-conscious about her appearance. And not for nothing, This Is Japan Again Mm -hmm. is a very uh, physically persuasive uh, type of culture where anything that is not quote-unquote normal is seen as abnormal. So if you are not the petite, skinny type of girl that is going to be demure and quiet, you are seen as basically other. Um, And it doesn't even mean that you have to be that much taller or that much heavier Anything that is not what they see as the norm and their norm is, I mean, you've seen anime, Mm -hmm. their norm is very, very typical. So all of your, um, your main girls that, you know, five foot nothing that is very shy and very quiet, that's what they typically look for, um, to be the perfect woman. And, you know, guys that are always at work and providing for their family and might not necessarily actually be a part of that family because they're working so much, that's your typical normal for a guy. And when people leave Japan and go to these other countries, they really understand just how different that is from other countries. Uh, I I mean, we all have in in various countries that typical what you look for in your, Mm -hmm. you know, ideal type of person. Um, But every country is different for what that is. And while there is bullying and discord against what isn't that that normal, it's not as extreme as it is in Japan. even if you are quote unquote normal, you will still be talked down about in Japan and not just behind your back, but to your face, which is why there's so much stress and depression and suicide running rampant in Japan. It's not just overwork and crazy schools. It's this ideal that they have to be perfect. And if you are not perfect, you know about it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very eye-opening when people end up going to these other countries and they've been so insular in their own. Um, and it's not just Japan. It's any country, anybody in any country, when you go outside of your country and learn about what is actually out there and how people outside of your culture think, it's very, very eye-opening and can be um, almost harsh in that drop of reality that you get. That's some serious insight there. Eh, college. <laughs> <sighs> One way or another. Ready to wrap this up? Yeah, yeah, I am. So that sounds good. Let, let's go ahead and, and wrap it up. So if you like the show, 
tell a friend, then in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. So what we tell you what we like and don't like, we, we mean that. So that's how it rolls. And give me one second as I turn my light back on. Uh, there we go. Perfect. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you see our weekly podcasts, anime reviews, cosplayer interviews, cosplayer tips and tricks, uh, editorials, links to our YouTube videos for convention coverage, links to our Facebook page of convention photos, and so much more at AnimeJamSession.com. If you have uh, Android or iPhone, you can listen to our podcast on the go. Any app that you use for downloading podcasts, just do a search for Anime Jam Session. Over 490 episodes available for you to take a listen to, so definitely check them out. And some of these apps will allow you to leave reviews, so we ask if you can. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think of the show. And we really appreciate that. And again, don't forget to follow us on social media, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Anime Jam Session. Check them out so you can see some of our convention coverage, cosplay photos, uh, when we're going live, and other cool stuff in regards to our website. And don't forget, uh, down below, right down here if you're watching us, are links to where you can donate money to help us keep the show going. All this, all the money coming in pays for hardware, servers all that good stuff and that's how we roll so we really appreciate it we appreciate the bits everything so i'm gonna go back and forth real quick for last words last words mako-chan um i need a nap that will last me eight hours my last words i'm getting my second shot on friday pedialyte is chilling in the fridge I'll have some foe on standby. It's going to be an interesting weekend. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Anime Jam Session. And whole gang will be here. So, I'm Ranma. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Night! Alright, Mako-chan. Say goodnight. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Wow, this ended kind of early, so I'm just going to go ahead and just, I guess, fade to black? That works. Fade to black. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. 
The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>